to you live from our special season-ending episode of Rick and Morty's podcast, which is unofficial. We're here to talk to you about unofficial season one ending material. And you can hear it all here live on International RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. I'm Brandon. Yeah, my. Do my, you think it's unofficial enough, Brandon? My, my. Do you think you hammered that point <laughs> on? Uh, that that's what you took out of that. What I what I was trying to take out of that was that I have no rhythm. Like my rhythm is off from usually how I write <laughs> those those intros. Well, um, that's what that's what happens when you don't actually write the intro <laughs> and you just kind of we're doing everything live, Brandon. It's all live on this episode. It's, so it's all live. You know, yeah. live to tape. Or, I mean, there's no actual tape. Live to digital encoding. <laughs> uh, live to Twitch. Hello, Twitch, if you're watching on Twitch. Uh, hey, say Twitch. hello in the chat over there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're, we're doing a season one recap. So it's it, no particular episode. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna hang out. We're gonna talk about the season as a whole. And if you have any questions, uh, some of you may have questions in chat, or some of you uh, maybe could tweet us some questions throughout the week. Yeah, you, you didn't really do a whole lot of that, so <laughs> I, you don't really have an opportunity now. Uh, but there there are many ways you can get a hold of this show. So let's go over those now uh, on Twitter name at one. Rick and Morty Pod Shit. at Rick and Morty Pod. Uh, get us to fifteen hundred followers. That's all I'm saying. Be a, be a pal. Let's Dude, let's do that. We thing. are we are we are almost there. A side note: we are almost there. We've been ho- on the cusp. We've been hovering at like fourteen ninety four, fourteen ninety two for the last week. Yeah, and yeah. and 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 I'm just waiting for the moment we hit fifteen hundred, so I can be like, okay, now let's do something special. But guess what? We're not there yet, so we're not, not doing there. anything special. <laughs> uh Rick and Morty Podcast at Reddit.com. That's our subreddit. Uh, Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Uh, you can buy shirts like the one that Brandon is wearing over on our T Public page. You can get there at apatheticenthusiasm.com slash shop. And then uh, shout out to our patrons over on Patreon who uh, support this show monetarily at patreon.com slash rick and morty pod uh we are we've been discussing this week we're going to do a little bit of uh reorganization with the patreon hopefully that doesn't scare anybody away uh but we we make a lot of stuff at apathetic enthusiasm industries uh to include this podcast and submit it for your approval and our flagship show apathetic enthusiasm so we're just going to kind of roll everything together and rework some of the perks and things like that so head over to patreon and check out what is available over there uh brandon yeah how, how are you doing you feel somewhat disengaged but i feel like it's because you're tweeting right no now. no no i'm I'm completely listening to you the, the great thing about <laughs> like the first part of the show is that i don't actually have to do too much listening to you because i know you're just you're rolling through the standard yeah oh, here's our Here's, here's our socials media. There's all that stuff we got to do. I try to keep it fresh, but you know, people know how to get a hold yeah, of us. How, how could you, I mean, how can you keep social media things fresh? I could reorganize the order that we talk oh, about. <laughs> yeah. You're no, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, <laughs> and so we're going to start. Check us out on Patreon. <laughs> also, we'll do it next week, Brandon. We'll do it next okay, week. Okay, we'll okay, okay. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, thank you for for doing all those things, Travis. And now I'm ready to continue on with the rest of the podcast. Well, then should we get into our first segment? I think we should. It's time for semi pertinent news. Semi pertinent news. Semi pertinent news. Semi 
burning news. All right, done. Nailed done. it. Nailed oh. it. <laughs> so, I can't. I can't wait for season three of the podcast <laughs> when we uh when we lock those down as as. As, can't bits yeah hey uh here's some semi-pertinent news if you want to hear me not half-ass <laughs> segment transitions anymore and you're a musician and you want to hear something and you want you want to get your name and lights name and lights to all 50 people who listen well then hey <laughs> guess what we have an opportunity for you once we get to 1500 followers on twitter <laughs> uh we're accepting submissions actually i mean realistically we're always accepting submissions yeah. for uh transition songs so hey send them to yeah. us rick and morty hit, podcast hit, at gmail hit us up. let's do it we'll put your name in podcast uh what's <laughs> what's going on this week in rick and morty news i mean they're they're in the writer's room they're you know it's Season four is still on the way. It is happening. It is. It is at, at some point. Uh, hopefully soon. There's there's a lot of murmuring. Like I, I had a Murmur. couple of people come up to me this Murmur, week. Murmur, like, Murmur, hey, Murmur, do you Murmur. think? Do you think we're still looking at late 2019 for new episodes? Like I'm an expert. Like I'm in the inner circle of trust. Uh, but I, I don't know. I I guess it's by virtue of of faking it on this podcast long this enough is, people trust my opinion this is why i keep hammering home the unofficial part so when people <laughs> listen they're like oh well they don't actually have any news other than the news that i hear we as don't well. know anything <laughs> uh, uh we are, on, uh, we are unofficial unofficial no. yeah no season, season four is on the way that i mean that's i, I think that's just going to be a standard bit on, yeah. on semi-pertinent yeah. news because it is actually coming uh it eventually um season three now this is this is this is totes news totes pertinent actually uh season three it's on hulu fuckers that's that was in my <laughs> that was in my show notes that is the way you wrote it out it is <laughs> it is there in the show notes um and uh it, it it came out today we're recording this on the 23rd i think it is now uh yep still the 23rd and uh i think it came out on at, on midnight on the 22nd and i was up late last night I was playing Seven Days to Die on Steam. I and still I, need to get it. Part of the Steam Summer Sale, not a sponsor. Oh yeah, it was like it's a it's it's like eight bucks now. Um, but I was I was drunk. It was like twelve thirty at night, and I was like, "There it is, season three. And I fell asleep before I could look at it. Um, and then I woke up and I I realized, oh, we're doing a season one recap. I should probably not get that far ahead. <laughs> probably not binge watch season three <laughs> when we're here to talk about season one. Exactly. Yeah, I. I ran out and bought the season three Blu-ray. So, and I, I no longer have a Hulu account. So this semi-pertinent news means very little to me. Uh, but I mean, great for everybody that is in the opposite situation that I am. And you haven't bought the season three Blu-ray and you do have a Hulu account. Uh, <laughs> let me know how Brooklyn nine nine is. Cause I still, I still want to catch up on that show. <laughs> I've heard nothing but good things about Brooklyn nine nine. I can't argue uh so yeah that's that's pretty much all the major news um i mean e3 was a couple of weeks ago and justin roiland was out at e3 talking about his his new game and stuff and there's still interviews that are that are kind of trickling out from e3 so uh i i did watch a youtube interview where he's talking about kind of getting back into the groove of working on uh, season four and the things that they're doing there. Uh, I mean, it's really not anything that's like groundbreaking. That's like giving any hard dates or anything like that. But uh, yeah, there, there is more news coming out now yeah. that they're back and working on the show. Uh, one, one of my, one of my coworkers, speaking of people thinking 
that we we hear that we know everything um he he came up to me he's like hey did you did you hear there was a video in Royland's talking about there's 14 episodes a season for for five seasons and i said no i didn't hear that but thank you for the information i i went looking for it i couldn't find it so maybe it's in one of those trover saves the universe-esque yeah it's it's vi- it's video. loosely related yeah. to the yeah yeah squanch game squanch Formerly Squanch Tendo. That's such a not, good name. Not Tendo. That's such a good name. Uh, it's time for the sub-segment of our first segment. <laughs> Let's get into the Dan Harmon Tweet Minute. It's a Dan Harmon Tweet Minute. When you think that you got a minute, you got to sit down and you got to read the Dan Harmon Tweets. And the, the Dan, Dan Harmon Tweets. The Dan Harmon Tweet Minute. This one is... This one is... Here's the beauty about people working on rick and morty actually sitting back down at rick and morty they're starting to tweet about rick and morty uh That's right like, they're like they're, they're they're done with the kind of well let's see what the rest of my life is like no let's talk about rick and morty and dan Harmon's no no exclusion there and he writes there is one toilet at the rick and morty office and even with just writers and some of justin's video game droogs we've already hit peak poopy time and soon, <laughs> this place will be flooded with animators, all of whom eat food. Hashtag poopageddon. Hashtag a poopalypse soon. <laughs> and then I, I think he did a follow-up tweet. S- solid hashtag game there. <laughs> I think he did a follow-up tweet where it was a picture of him getting into the bathroom. And there you go. I mean, I don't know precisely where they're working, but that, that just seems like like poor planning. <laughs> or a poop planning. Uh, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't don't count that one. Like <laughs> add that add that to my many failed jokes column. Yeah. Yeah. We have a tally going. <laughs> they're, it, they're listing it on the subreddit. Uh. Yeah. No. Um. Solid tweet. And I'm I'm glad that they're like actually tweeting about being in the writing writers room. Uh, I listened to uh, some of Harmon town from last week Yeah, and Harmon alluded a little bit to being back at it and uh, really just brainstorming uh, season four type stuff right now. So, right. I mean, I would, I don't feel like they should have fleshed out episodes at this point. They, they just found out that they get to keep making the show. So uh, we do have to be patient, but it is good to know that they're working on it. That, that that's right. And Hey, shout out to Harmon town that, that just keeps me going. And my, and my, the podcast you actually listen to. <laughs> it is, it is the one podcast that I actually listen to because they play D and D on it. And, and re- the day Rob Schraub, when they remember, sh- when they remember to, they do. <laughs> yeah. The day Rob Schraub doesn't show back up is the day I'm like, okay, well, I'm done with this. There's, n- there's <laughs> I'm nothing out. I'm getting from this anymore. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's it for semi pertinent news. If you find a super pertinent, news rick and morty news story that's <laughs> worth talking about uh shoot us an email or or send it to us on twitter and we'll try to include it in next week's show and, uh, then, and, then, and then we'll change the segment to super pertinent news super pertinent no it's Jeez. always going to be semi it's 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 our out for when we talk about something not even remotely related to rick and morty <laughs> uh all right that's that's it for semi pertinent news it is now time for the main thing Uh, 
a fade out. It's the main thing. Main thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. He had me. He had me. I thought it was done. Uh, yeah. So this week, there's no. I don't have to read the little part about what date uh, the episode was released on, or yep. accidentally mess up what the writer's name was or who directed it, uh, because yeah. we're talking about season one in general. Hopefully, this is not your first time listening to Interdimensional RSS, and you have traveled the way through season one with us uh recapping each individual episode uh but now we're we're gonna kind of take a look back all encompassing and 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 pull out some of the bigger themes and things from season one the things that really stuck with us uh and you you're the first thing that brandon wrote in the notes is family drama (laughs) uh i didn't i didn't put the accent mark on the drama like that i i wrote drama 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 uh, i didn't not not drama rama not the band that they, they had a song in nightmare on elm street four i think the dream master i believe but look look, look that's a, a side thing oh did you know this that the they used to a sci-fi their fourth of july marathon for twilight zone it's not a, they're having a nightmare on elm street marathon that- not Okay, but let's talk about Rick and Morty. That sounds like an apathetic enthusiasm discussion. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I wrote I wrote family drama. Um, it, it, I, I was trying. To, I, I put down themes here to talk about the themes for this, the first season of the show, and and what I what I ran into is a writer's block. B. Every first season of most shows are there to just kind of establish the relationships between all the characters and, and, and who are they and what, what are their basic motivations? And, um, so one of the, one of the first things that came to mind was, all right, well, uh, Beth and Jerry, they are in a marriage that they don't really like that much. And here's Rick and then he's making trouble and Morty, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I I wrote something down that was like, I feel like the scale of the show feels a lot smaller earlier in the season um, and just within like season one where, um, I mean, I, it expands out fairly rapidly, but especially early on, it does feel like we're, we're more involved in the, the interpersonal relationships with, within the, the family. And I, I think that that carries on. I think that's, that's a staple of the show, but uh, they're really, they're really kind of figuring it out in season one. Yeah. Like, uh, I think the pilot is a really great example of this, where uh, you have Jerry showing up to to Beth's office uh, where she's doing horse surgery, and <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like, he's like, well, I had I had an hour for lunch, so I thought I'd see how you're doing. Um, but like, by the end of like, it's clear that there's some issues with them and their relationship but by the end like when everything's resolved jerry's like and if you'll have me like or whatever and she's like okay Okay. like i don't know like that that uh that response at the end just doesn't it's not it's not a beth response like end of season beth where she's like i'm gonna go read my book on the titanic experience (laughs) and you can get molested by a cleaning lady yeah yeah absolutely that that response and then the response in the uh, m night shame aliens where jerry is having his best day ever 
and he's like calling her up and he's like, I, I did it. I did it. I'm going to go home and have sex with my wife. And she's like, yes, let's. And he's, and he's shocked by it where yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, Oh, 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 okay. And then he rushes home. Uh, those two reactions completely different. And they're like th- four episodes apart. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think, I mean, it's weird to talk about season one and and know what season two and three look like, but I, I I do find it interesting how they how they set the 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 baseline. They set the foundation for Beth and Jerry's marital issues. The the season goes through kind of how they ended up together, and that they were like dating in college, and yeah, right. they, they they decided to keep summer and they didn't have that abortion uh, <laughs> and said they uh, want to play scrabble yeah i mean it, Rixty minutes spent i mean you always think about Rixty minutes as the the crazy like improvisational episode but it does a lot to really kind of hammer home some of the family drama and the the issues that exist within not only beth and jerry's relationship but summer's kind of feeling about where she fits in the family and, yeah. and where she belongs and and then Morty really separating himself from all of that and 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 kind of bonding more with Rick and just let's just go hang out on the couch and watch TV and not get <laughs> wrapped up in all of that. And and it really does kind of create that divide that becomes staple for the show where you have Rick and Morty off doing things and then you know Beth, Jerry, and Summer dealing with B plots. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I so I, I wrote family drama down there, and I mentioned this already. But the second thing I wrote was there's not really a clear through through line or theme throughout the season. Again, it's mostly establishing relationships, and uh, you, you mentioned you mentioned Beth, we mentioned Beth and Jerry, and then Summer and Rick in something wicked this way comes they they kind of establish their relationships together and um it, you're also finding out who who the characters are and um well that that's our that's our next part I'll, i have a, i have a point that i want to say about morty in the character section of this next part oh okay but but, right. but i mean but i mean do you th- do you see that as kind of like the main theme of the season is just well, we're starting out, and we don't know if we'll ever have a season two. So, let let us just figure out who these people are. Yeah, if I had if I had to go with like themes, like there's there's a there are obviously those interpersonal relationships and developing those relationships. I think it's interesting to have uh, the character of Rick, who is a member of the family but has been separated from the family for a considerable amount of time, and and seeing how he works his way back into the family and and starts you know, making those relationships with Morty, uh, kind of replacing Jerry as the sort of de facto leader of head the house. Of, head of household. And uh yeah, and then and then being there for Beth and and Beth just kind of gushing over him because she's just happy to have him back in her life. So um I think that that is a a good through line throughout, a good theme. The other things that I picked up on uh is is by the second episode, there's a lot of parody and and pop culture parody that that has become kind of fundamental to the show. But 
it, it wasn't apparent in the pilot. I feel like they made that pilot episode and they're like, okay, cool. We have to make a whole season of these. Where do we go? Um, let's look at, let's look at movie references. Let's, let's look at, you know, Friday the 13th or nightmare on Elm street or let's, or inception. And then, okay, maybe a Titanic bit or M night sham aliens, right? Like they start, they're pulling all these things and it keeps going in season three with, you know, Mad Max or, or other things like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I think that it pretty early like sets some of those, those things that are sort of central to, to the show. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. The it's it's interesting rewatching the pilot, knowing that there's there's very very few like pop culture references or like main they're they're references but they're not like they're not doing the entire episode. They're not like the theme of the episode, <laughs> right? Yeah. They're it's it's not a Back to the Future direct parody, right? Uh, and, and I want to bring that up r- real quick because I've had a lot of people say, oh, it's uh, I had a friend watch it and they're like, oh, this is like Back to the Future. It's like uh, Doc and Marty, <laughs> Doc, Doc Brown and Marty. And even though I know that's where it originated. Just coming into the show, that's that wasn't ever the first thing that, that came to mind. And, right. and and watching any any of these episodes, with the exception of maybe maybe the pilot, that's not, that's not what I what I caught from it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if you have thoughts about that specifically. No, I I'd agree with you. I, I I didn't I I didn't think that it was a like a Back to the Future parody until I had learned about the origins of mm-hmm. of the show. Realistically, yeah. I, okay. All right, cool. And that's done with that part of the conversation. I didn't really have any, I didn't really have anything else other than, I don't, I didn't really see it until, you know, until I knew the channel one one stuff. But yeah, when I saw Doc and Marty, like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I think they've separated it well enough. I mean, I, if, if, if the spaceship that Rick had built in the garage in the, in the pilot episode looked like a DeLorean instead of a, you know, generic ufo like maybe maybe i would have put two and two together <laughs> right, right, right right um okay so let's let's move on we're talking about let, let's talk about the characters and when i talk about characters i'm talking about the the main five yeah the family the core family these these guys right up here nuke nuclear these nuclear these guys that are way blurry <laughs> but out of their boxes for sure yeah good job oh uh, do you want to get into this right now Look, no, no, I don't. I have, Let's talk I, about characters. I have people shit talking me on Facebook <laughs> saying, uh, "Oh, look, they look so nice out of the uh, not not out of their boxes." Like, shut up, Kevin. <laughs> I hate you, friend. Friend, friend whom I hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. Let Let's start. Let's start with Beth. Uh, okay, at the at the start of the season, we find out she is a horse surgeon. Which yeah. let's not let's not belittle her at all. It has to be yeah. a difficult job, and it has yeah. to be a difficult it's job. It's almost like a real surgeon, <laughs> and it has to be a difficult job being married to Jerry the entire time. Yeah. Uh, do you see any any growth or any changes to her character throughout the season? I really, I feel like Beth. Possible. Well, okay. 
throughout this season, I don't see a ton of growth or change, I think, in Beth. Beth is pretty pretty much written the same throughout the season as really the stronger uh individual in that in that relationship uh, yeah. in, in her marriage uh but clearly unfulfilled and and i think that that just keeps going and I, it's not really until season three where i feel like there's significant change in that because that's when they are separated and we see her how she acts without jerry in her life um and and how even though in season one and and two she she seems annoyed by jerry and and like she'd almost be happier not married to him uh it is interesting to see her you know develop later on but so within the first season i i feel like we really establish who beth is uh but i feel like they do a very good job in the first episode and i don't feel like that changes much from the last episode yeah, I I agree with that. The this will go into our, our our discussion about Jerry as well, which is is similarly kind of bare bones, but they they establish who they are right at the outset, and with the exception of a few minor personality changes, very very minor, they 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 don't change. It's the the on again off again. We love each other, but we don't love each other. Toxic right. relationship, and. You know, a lot of us, well, maybe not a lot of us, a lot of folks out there have, have been in toxic relationships and, and maybe they, they understand that, but in, in maybe like a rom-com, that's one thing, but to go through an entire season or a series and go back and forth with it, it's, it's, it's the Ross and Rachel thing, but on a, a, a smaller scale. Well, and I, f- I find it interesting. I know this is a season one recap, but like as we talk about the characters, like I know for both of us, it was it became draining to to see the relationship between Beth and Jerry carry on the way that it does over the first two seasons, to the point where we're like, all right, if they split up, like maybe that'll be a good thing, right? Or like maybe it'll be interesting because at least it'll be different. And after a season of that, this idea of them coming back together, but them potentially coming back together in like a healthy relationship <laughs> and, and, yeah. and exploring what that could potentially look like and what kinds of issues that could cause. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's uh, a new spin on it. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with 70 episodes. <laughs> uh, they're they're going to have to reinvent that relationship, you know, five or six more times, but it it is interesting to, to have Beth really be the dominant person in that relationship. Clearly she's, she mentions it. She calls it out early in this, the, I think it's in the pilot where she's like, I'm Rick's daughter. Like I'm smart. Like she, like she's confident. She realizes that, but she's also in that relationship with Jerry where she's like, she almost knows she's better than that, but (laughs) she's there for the family and to keep everything together. And, and deep down we, we eventually realize that she does love jerry despite who he is love and is, I, th- I think love I think is we, work if, jerry right. do you see me working here <laughs> so so let's talk about jerry a little bit let's yeah. talk about who he is at the beginning of this season and what he fumbles into by the end of this season because at, at the beginning of the season he's got a job right he's not unemployed <laughs> yeah he 
he swaggers in because his wife or because his boss gave him a whole hour on his lunch break right like he's he's just <laughs> man about town right let me uh, let me just talk it, you know i take an hour to an hour and a half that's that's my ooh. that's my lunch break look at you it must be nice that's uh, so nice I, I might go to buffalo wild wings for lunch maybe maybe have yeah. a couple wings with some some blue cheese <laughs> Ew. I, anyway what? no uh, what ew uh, no i do not i do not put blue cheese apathetic enthusiasm topic how you are <laughs> wrong about blue cheese okay uh all right hungry for blue cheese <laughs> uh yeah. but yeah like i don't know do you think jerry was always supposed to be as dim-witted and incapable as he's kind of perceived now I, I almost wonder if he's he's he wasn't originally written that way or I mean he he's clearly not the sharpest tool in the shed but I don't know like he's got a job he's just he feels threatened by Rick and and maybe the the people that Beth works with yeah you know in the in the pilot at the very end when uh they, they come back from their, their venture, and Jerry's like, okay, well, okay, well, uh, you know, he has to go to school. And Rick says, oh, you're, 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 the, you're the man of the house. I, have res- I respect you or, or whatever, right? Rick is very kind of um, appeasing him, uh, Jerry's. He's massaging his yeah, ego. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah. he's clearly playing a card and, and, and acting subservient to control the situation right well so i bring that up because i i feel like initially jerry may have been oh hey someone's drinking lush i i lacroix oh lacroix Ugh, it's like metal water dude it's disgusting it's, it's like it's like aluminum flavored water and someone <laughs> on the other side of the room shouted out a flavor ew um okay what i was gonna say is is based on the pilot, I think that that Jerry was initially supposed to be this kind of uh, oblivious doofus, where he wasn't, where he wasn't overtly like, "Oh, I'm doing the wrong thing." <laughs> oh, I know I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm incompetent. I felt like he was always supposed to be the the confident, incompetent person. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. I and and I think there are still times when he's written that way. But he he develops more uh, understanding about, especially as he continues to compare himself to Rick, how what how much he falls short in in certain situations, and how many times he's incapable of <laughs> right. of, of of getting the family out of a situation, or even just himself out of a situation. Yeah, uh, but it, he he, be, yeah. he became more, he became more of a a just a, a a character who wanted a simple life. Or just simple, you know, pleasures to to a fault compared to Rick, who is we. I mean, we don't s- still fully understand his motivations. Yeah, that, I'd say that's true. Uh, any, anything else you want to say about Jerry? Uh, I, I mean, I, I do. I do want to. I do want to say that that J one says hashtag never blue cheese in the Twitch stream, and I thought I loved you, J one, <laughs> but you. <laughs> You know what? No, this is this this ends our relationship. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be real honest with you, just so we can put a <laughs> put a bow on this. I don't I don't dip my wings in anything except the sauce that I order them. In. Oh, so do you do you like blue cheese? 
No. Oh, but... oh, well, then you're still wrong, and I hate you. Okay. Let's Fair move, enough. Let's move Moving on. on. Let's move on. Uh, let's... I, I, as as we move on from from wings and blue cheese, I, but I don't want to move completely on from Jerry because it. I find it really interesting the ways that Jerry tries to still kind of assert his you know man of the house status, and and it, it becomes even harder for him as he becomes unemployed. Uh, but I don't know, like it's it's one of these things where. Jerry is written in such a way that his insecurities, I think if we're really honest, are a lot of the insecurities that we have as, as adults. Not and true. Men that I've never, uh, I've never I, been jealous of my father-in-law. Sure. He's created shows and <laughs> uh, he's, he's talented and he can animate. I get it, but I'm not jealous of him. Sure. Sure. He's had a successful career and he goes to Comic-Con every year, whatever. What, right. Like, whatever. Okay. Sure. It's not because I'm jealous of it. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. But no, right. But... So you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Thank, I get it. I get thank it. Thank you. Blue cheese forever. <laughs> you're right. You're right, though. And we, we, I, th- I think we said uh, this about Jerry before in the past. And even on one of our old, old episodes when we talked about, like, who we are as character-wise, you know, Rick or Jerry – uh, you said you were, you would honestly be more like Jerry. Um, I think a lot of us have Jerry sensibilities to us. And I think a lot of folks out there want to kind of cut that part, uh, away from who they are or, or not sure. acknowledge that part. So they're like, yeah. no, that's stupid. What a, what a fucking idiot. What a, what a dummy. Hate that. Yeah, I would. I would might do that. I wouldn't. I would. I mean, I still kind of think Pluto's a planet. I would never get jealous of my wife's coworker ever. Let me tell you, Chelsea used to work (laughs) at the library, and there was this guy named Gerard, and Gerard had a crush on Chelsea, and I was I was jelly of that guy because he was tall, handsome, and and he was like studying to be a doctor, and she would tell me about him, and she's like, oh, he invited me to lunch. I'm like. Um, don't do, don't do it. I just want you to know that if you cheat on me with Gerard, <laughs> I will come to the hotel room with a shotgun. I will blow I will, my brains out I will, all over your body. I will come to the library and I will shoot my brains out. Um, but okay. Uh, anyways, it turns yeah. out Gerard so, was not. He wasn't a threat in any way, shape, or form. And maybe Chelsea had sex with him. Maybe, he wasn't into like African dream pop or anything like that. You know, she did put that on the CD player. <laughs> Weird. Uh, that's uh, weird. But the, the the point is that all of us, I think, have these insecurities. And uh, you're, you're lying if you say that, that you don't. And, and Jerry reflects that. And Rick re- represents this, uh, in, in season one anyway, for a long time until maybe the finale of this kind of, uh, there, there are no insecurities. And I'm just living my life to its fullest every step of the way. Right. Armor, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's let's move on from Jerry uh, and let's talk a little bit about the solstice that is summer. Uh, happy happy summer, by the way, Brandon. That's right. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so so summer in season one is an interesting character because she starts off very much as a stereotypical sort of teenage girl, really obsessed with popularity and the frozen guy that she passes in the hall and those sorts of things. Yeah. Palicky. Uh, 
she's she's always got she's always got her phone out and texting and things like that. Um, but there are there are moments in season one where we start to see growth in summer and really what she's capable of and 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 there are hints towards uh really just the awesome person that summer is uh and that we get to see more of as 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 subsequent seasons play out right the, early on in the season the you know she's obviously typical teenage girl trying to trying to hook up with oh this will be the the thing we tell our children about as she's walking up to Frank Palicki. And then in, uh, um, not anatomy park, but the, oh crap. My brain farted. The, the dog. Lawnmower dog. Lawnmower dog. Thank you. When, when Rick and Morty see her in the pleasure chamber in the lingerie and uh, like the, there, then there's that, that aspect of her where she's just, She's still just kind of a, just a a girl. She's just a yeah. girl for a long She's time. She's the girl on the show. Up until yeah. something wicked this way comes, I think. De, or uh, raising raising Gazorp Resort, I think, uh, where she goes on her first adventure. Mark Jacobs, like, where it's just where it's just her and Rick. Uh, I think we see a lot of development in the character in that episode. And the way that she kind of gets them out of that situation in, in a way that, that Rick wasn't capable of doing. Um, we, I don't, I don't feel like we really see that with Morty much in the first season where Morty takes control or Morty shows that he's, you know, kind of able to rise above there. There are moments, but um, he's still the, the second banana to Rick in, in most cases, but, but, Summer is definitely showing where she can be trusted with bigger responsibilities than Morty can. And there are a lot of things maybe going on behind the scenes uh, between Rick and Summer where he's like, Hey, I, I need you to do this. Right. We talked, we talked about it last week with the finale where uh, Rick's like, give me the thing in the garage with the buttons. Right. And Morty's <laughs> right. like, what are you talking about? And Summer brings it like right away. Like there's definitely these progressions where we see that Summer, uh, understands rick on a different level than morty i think does. and and even when they in the finale rixie business when they first get the dimensional transport whatever and rick morty summer they're all on the back porch and summer's on her phone still i think and 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 rick is talking and and she just she's completely unfazed by what's happening right yeah she's and, and, She's just kind of rolling with it, yeah. And I, well, is there is there an episode in season one, uh, other than raising Gazorpazorp, where Summer sees a bunch of different alien individuals? Uh, I don't know if that it's aliens per se, but like the fact that she, other than a devil, she, her first her first job is working for the <laughs> devil, right? So like, there's like I I'll clean it up. You know, Mister Needful. I can't. I don't know what I can do about the the ghost lady that came out of it. Right? Like she's kind of she kind of plays this stuff off. She's she's not hung up about it as as much. Yeah. But I I don't know that there's any other examples because really after Rick Potion Number Nine, we're we're technically talking about a different summer. For the most part, she's she's the same, but technically it's a different summer. Um, and and the summer 
kind of just she rolls with it, right? She's she's cool with going to Gazorpazorp and <laughs> you know having the house transported to some crazy floopy planet. Com- completely unfazed, and yeah, summer is. Ma- the show is called Rick and Morty. It's called. It's not called Rick and Summer. And I think this is something a point we brought up last episode too. And there, there's probably a lot of stuff that you mentioned that that is, that's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Where, yeah, it'd be that'd be a good show too. I think I said that last time. I think Rick I, and I think Summer. I said, S- Seventy more episodes. Rick <laughs> and Summer. Um. Okay. Do you, do you have any, you have any other thoughts on on Summer? Uh. No. She's awesome. Keep <laughs> keep make make more summer episodes, please. Make more Damn summer Justin. episodes. Make her eighteen. That way, <sighs> that way the the pleasure chamber episode it doesn't feel creepy and there's not a, a weird Mister Goldenfold um, predilection towards there's nothing I can do about this. <laughs> this isn't my fault. Uh, all right, you don't know five me. more minutes of this, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get mad. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about our titular characters. Starting off with <laughs> with Morty himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said you said you said tits. Um, that's yeah. that's immature, Travis. Yeah, you and your pleasure chamber summer can go talk <laughs> about it later. Uh, all right, so Morty, I, I I rewatched the pilot very closely uh, in preparation for this episode because, in, in terms of developing television, I always feel like the pilot episodes are really interesting because it's their first hack at everybody right and 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 sort of setting the 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 ground for for who these characters are going to be and morty to me in the pilot episode feels significantly younger uh in sort of his just attitude and uh, maturity or whatever than he does throughout maybe the rest of the season or at least by the end of the season uh and just sort of the way he's treated he's always He's always looked down on by pretty much everybody in the family. Sure. But I just, I get this, I get this sense that, and it's maybe the way that he's drawn a little bit, like in some, in some of the scenes, but he feels, he just feels a little bit, maybe, maybe just a year or two younger than he feels like in the rest of the the episodes. I, I, I rewatched the, the animated version of the court case from the court transcript that, <laughs> mm-hmm. that originated from the, the animatic. And and I know that I, I know it's not canon, um, but <laughs> Morty as the judge, you 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 kind of just accept that if this was a a dimension where Rick and Morty were judge and a a plaintiff in a case that <laughs> that that Morty would be like that, like Morty would be kind of grown up, kind of self serious, and you yeah, you, ac- yeah. you accept that from his character with that that court case and you lifted up your shirt and it showed the tales from the citadel morty uh, the cop morty. Yeah. um and, and and so i agree with you in that respect the fact that this morty in season one doesn't he's not really showing growth he is the uh the fall guy if you will the straight right. the straight yeah. man for for rick's funny guy <laughs> yeah and and in that first episode Morty is really just kind of helpless and he does whatever Rick tells him to. Oh, 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 geez. You know, I just like so much pain. So much pain when he breaks his legs. 
<laughs> and 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 Rick, oh, which I have to talk about that scene um, in some way, shape, or form. But uh, yeah, like he just feels so helpless, and that he's just kind of along with Rick for the ride. And by the end, you know, Rick is partying it up, and Summer is trying to become popular, and Morty is that that character who is like running around the party, trying to keep things clean, trying to keep people out of trouble. He seems like the most responsible person there. So like, I don't know. It just feels a little bit different, but it's still like, like we see Morty's motivation is that he likes going on these adventures with Rick. He likes being able to do this stuff. And if something is going to jeopardize that, he's gonna he's gonna fight against it so if he feels like throwing that party is gonna put hanging out with rick and going on adventures at risk then he steps up and and tries to find a way successfully or not he tries to 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 do what's right yeah 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 um here here's here's something i i i gleaned from the pilot okay where beth says that when they're when they're talking about Rick and and Morty spending a lot of time with Rick, Beth says that Morty doesn't have any friends and he had trouble in school before Rick even showed back up, and and I don't know if this is something that's going to be um, explored in further seasons, but it's something that surprisingly hasn't been explored at all as far as I can tell in in any of the three seasons with Morty not doing well in school. And Morty not having any friends. The only the only other friends we've seen of him are in Tales from the Citadel and their other Mortys, right? Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I you would expect even the even the nerdiest kid yeah. has like a fellow nerd, right? Like that he's friends with. Some Every everybody's got at least that one person, and if you don't, I apologize. Uh, I'm here for you <laughs> if, to talk. If, it, if it's sorry. us, like, if it's us, yeah. Hey, where are your friends? Yeah, send us yeah. a tweet. Hashtag friends at Rick and Morty Pod. BFFs. Uh, <laughs> but that is really interesting that they've never written even a one-off character that was a friend of Morty's. Yeah, like somebody that Morty hung out with prior to Rick showing up that somebody that he talks to in school, it just has never been a topic. And yeah, that's, that is that. I don't, I, I don't know if that's something that's worth reading into more or if it's just always been like a Rick and Morty thing and just not the focus for the writers, but wow. Yeah. Let's, let's send him that one. Hey, <laughs> why, don't, why don't you give us a, a Morty's old pal uh, episode? Yeah. That could be, that could be interesting. Well, so on on this on this kind of exploration of of Morty not having any friends, even that the viewer can tell, ever even even a, even an acquaintance, right? Yeah. Um. That that the show has made essentially Rick his best friend. It's 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 had to rely on Rick as his best friend, and it's always had to have Rick be his anchor. Yeah, that he he doesn't have he, anyone else that he can go talk to about how Rick is messing up. Yeah, because he's he's only got Rick. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Hmm. I, I well well played, Brandon. That, that came up as I was making steak, getting drunk, <laughs> and and I, and I heard that line, and and honestly, I'd never even considered. I'd never even put 
two and two or two and five together with, hey, wait, why doesn't why why doesn't Morty have any friends? Right? Like even even when I was even when I was getting, you know, the, the shit kicked out of me in, in elementary school, which by the way didn't happen. I'm just I'm just saying for the the, the you know the six Stop picking fights, Brad. <laughs> uh even for this you know, everybody has somebody that they can talk to, even if it's like a teacher, right? In in yeah. with Mister Mr. Goldenfold, Principal Vagina, Morty doesn't have no relation. relation. <laughs> Morty has no relation to any of those characters, <laughs> other than grabbing Goldenfold's tits. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, really interesting. That's that's a really good point, Brandon. Uh, yeah, Morty. Oh, we 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 have we have a we have a we have a question from Twitch over here. Oh shoot! Uh, is is it possible it there, that his experiences with Rick? Uh, have had effects on Morty, which prevent him from making friends with his peers. I, I mean, I think that's possible, and I I think it's it's one of those things where when you find a really good friend or you become really close with a friend, your other friendships they're still important to you, but they they sometimes become less active. Uh, case in point, when you podcast with someone. <laughs> multiple times uh on a weekly basis and and other things like that uh that friendship sometimes uh, grows and blooms uh and you're still friends with other people but you end up talking to this other dude uh way more often uh so yeah i mean maybe it is possible that the relationship with rick has caused him to really be hyper focused on rick and not pursue other friendships but the thing that is interesting is there's no existing or pre-existing friendships yeah. prior to Rick showing up. Yeah. Like or at you, least anything that's talked about. You, you know, will uh, briefly, we'll jump to season three with the Vindicators episode. Like Morty kind of like has those idols and, and may, that might be like the closest thing to his, his friends. And you, you see how quickly Rick kind of shuts that down. And you're like, yeah. no, I will break your idols. I will break your friendships <laughs> because because you're codependent on me. Yes. <laughs> Nobody else. And and speaking of codependency, let's let's talk about Rick. Yeah. Uh let's let's get it let's get into our final focus character here. And and earlier you, you talked about themes in, in the season. And I think the idea of of depression or um just maybe like not being content in your situation or your status or things like that. Uh, I think that that really emerges as a theme for the season, but also for the show moving forward. And, and it's interesting that we don't realize how unhappy Rick truly is until the end of the season when we see how good he is at hiding it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and some of the ways that he, uh, sort of acts out at that party where he's, you know, smashing crystals and snorting them and trying to <laughs> trying to keep that party going. Let's do the Rick dance. Like it all seems like a way for him to escape what other demons he's hiding, whatever whatever that great pain is that he's wubba lub wubba dub dubbing. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as the entire season was leading up to a Rixie business, and then the idea of Wubba Dub Wubba Dub Dub being I'm in great pain, being a kind of 
just a, a ham-fisted twist, right? Like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at him. No, he's depressed, really. Hey, surprise, everybody. He's really depressed. Because that's the first time, I think, in the first season that that, that comes up, is depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can look at it with, in hindsight, looking at all the episodes leading up to episode 11, oh, okay, yeah, this makes sense. This is this is somebody who's kind of self-destructive, and of course he's he's asking for help. He Oh, in um, Close Recounters of the Rick Hind, when he's looking at the images of, of Morty as a baby, and he, he cries, he's like, are you crying? Like, yeah, no, I'm allergic to dipshits. <laughs> um, I, I think it's interesting because Rick comes off and tries to appear as this guy who's got it all together he's the smartest guy around he doesn't need anybody he just he does what rick wants to do but so often in the season there's evidence of rick going to extreme lengths to make sure that his relationship with morty is sound he even does it with summer yeah when she is working yeah like when (laughs) when she's working for mr needful all of a sudden he is hyper interested in what's going on in summer's life and like works really hard to kind of break down the devil and and prove that he's better so that he can be that person that summer is looking to instead of uh, her getting that from Mr. Needful. So there's, there's really interesting points throughout the season where we see some of Rick's insecurities and maybe we don't notice it, on first viewings but as you start to realize that rick is insecure he's he doesn't have it all together i think you can go back and watch certain episodes through a different lens and 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 realize that some of the things he's doing aren't just because he's rick and he'll do whatever he wants but his motivations uh are really focused on keeping that relationship with morty kind of and Morty and Summer and and Beth and then Jerry can <laughs> can go it's make a, apple ads or whatever. Stick stick a pole in his jugular and <laughs> suck on it or something. Uh, yeah, I um, what, what, oh shoot, I I had I had a point I wanted to say, say about Rick, and I forget it now. Uh, but I I think it was along the lines of Rick. Oh, it's twists talking about twists and and narrative kind of shifts Mm -hmm. some of the best movies best television shows out there that have twists or narrative shifts are the ones that you can go back to and you can you can start over again and you'd be like okay uh i I see i see where the seeds were planted for this whereas some movies they have the twist and then you go back and watch it again and you're like that makes no sense there's there's yes. nothing about this makes sense hot and, uh, and high tension oh, is my oh oh good movie all the way up to the twist and it ruins it fight okay. me prove me wrong okay all right so i want to talk about that <laughs> as we talk about season one we talk about the show in general we've had multiple conversations about time travel on the show oh and and we That's did it twist. in the season one i didn't see i didn't see that one coming that you talking about that yeah, because <laughs> here's the deal. We talk about the the scene where Morty's break had broke his legs in the pilot, and Rick says he goes to a future dimension, right? And 
when you when you go back and watch that after like some of the episodes in season three where they're like we're not doing time travel like (laughs) he even calls it out and breaks the fourth wall when he brings the pizza in through the portal and he's like oh by the way that wasn't time travel uh they just don't celebrate daylight savings time and they were on the counter uh (laughs) like like just trying to like talk their way around like any thought that there's time travel but they call it out as like him being in the future in the first episode. So that, that gives me huge emotional conflicts where I'm like, I like to think that Rick and Morty doesn't play with time travel. Uh, but as we talked about, like with pilots, they're still figuring that stuff out in that first episode. So maybe, maybe that was, maybe it was just called future dimension. That was the name of the dimension. (laughs) It's called, it's not like dimension C 35. It's future dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, where they have health, health serums for your life <laughs> on the on the point of time travel and shelving time travel stuff i I go, I go back and forth with it a lot and this isn't the episode to necessarily explore those themes no. but i i've i've been adamant about before that they're not gonna do time travel but they have 70 episodes to get through and there is there is i a, don't think anything's completely off the table yeah. there's a high chance that time travel is going to come back and even when we go into season two episode one there is a being who travels through time and goes beats the shit out of einstein that's true (laughs) and einstein says i will mess with time travel i (laughs) I will (laughs) uh all right um anything else to say about rick and anything you want to call out here no. Uh, I mean, we've we've talked about these characters for for nearly an hour. So wow. Uh, when, yeah. When I when I when I wrote that section, the character section, I did not think that it was gonna take up the full, the full like forty five minutes of. Yeah. We've done we've done individual episodes on characters. So I I, and and I I think that the way each of these characters is written, you could spend a significant amount of time dissecting them and and kind of. It, getting into the way that they tick and things like that. And that's maybe, maybe that's a credit to, excuse me, Dan Harmon's writing and just the team of like, not just writing surface level characters, but, but really like getting in and investing in the, the emotional motivations of everybody. Yeah. And, and, and as you said, we've done episodes on characters and that was only based off of what we knew from season two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So lot, lots, lots, lots of information, we still have to go through season two. We're not, we're not there yet. We're still in season one. Let's talk about, you know, we, we talked about the main characters. Let's just run through some of our best one shot characters in the season. And these are, these are, these are characters that haven't shown up or if, if they've shown up, they were like cameos. They're not like a major part. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One shot characters. So, I mean, I think top of the list for me anyway is 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 me, Mr. Meeseeks, right? Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a clear winner. The fact that there's a Meeseeks plush and and <laughs> like two other action figures in my office of Mr. Meeseeks, and he only they they he only appeared uh, in one episode uh, when other than being drawn in the backgrounds and snuck in by animators. Uh, yeah, like that's that is huge and and definitely. Um, probably the biggest one-shot character of of the entire show, if if not just season one. Yeah, I, I an iconic character. Absolutely. The uh the the second one is 
this this actually isn't in any order of uh precedent but precedent oh i get the i get the two confused precedent is like like a legal thing precedent no it's uh, one or the other okay anyway the second one is snowball and formerly known as snuffles <laughs> and uh we got another question from from twitch and this is that you threw this question out a little bit a little bit ago and i was saving it for this moment do you think that snowball achieves the goal of healthcare for all dogs in dog world uh i like to think so i like to think of dog world as a as a dog utopia <laughs> uh where there's there's no you know strife dogs are dogs are allowed to live free um maybe it wouldn't make a great 22 minute uh animated series on on cartoon network or adult swim but yeah, maybe it'd be but it's a great driven. place for a dog to live i think <laughs> that's that's what i like to think and they all have free health care if if they if they do a well enough job they and, and they don't have this this like really shitty like two-party system where everyone just goes back and forth between like oh like they pass legislation it happens at dog world <laughs> like they, there has to be a multi-party system like two-party system doesn't solve anything dog world but they figured this out <laughs> they figured it out. it out already they figured it out uh <laughs> all right moving on some some others uh zigerians uh great uh, characters that we probably will never see again, seeing as they all exploded, blew up in their episode. And that and that that brings up a a a a minor aside, and we don't need to get too deep into this. But our biggest contention of the year. This is if if we if we were to have to vote right now <laughs> on what the biggest contention between Travis and I for the year for the entire season. Yes. It's. Did Rick know that he was being scammed or not? And and really it comes down to, <laughs> like, I think we agree on the majority of the episode what Rick's state was. There's a very finite period of time where I think you believe that Rick knew that he was being tricked. And I think he didn't know. Right. And is that is that fair? Is that I think I think the real the real <laughs> like point of contention is where Rick uh found out that he was being conned. Yes. Yes. I yeah. I, I agree with that. Holy shit. We just this is uh, Travis and I should be in in the Congress and the Senate <laughs> and the judicial. No, we still haven't solved it. You're still wrong. Yeah. We've just established that we that we do in fact disagree well, on a particular set of issues. I don't really care. Do you? No, I still think you're wrong. I, <laughs> and I th I think we can release another bonus episode, uh, just just discussing that. Uh, Inside Nigerians, yes, uh, seven part series on the inner workings of. Rick's I'm Mark Ramsey, and this is Inside Nigerians, <laughs> brought to you by Wondery. Head over to wondery.com slash We already did that, Brandon. We already did that. Uh, uh, next up in our best one-shot characters is Lucy. <laughs> I, just, I just wrote her because she was there, and then she died. And then, I don't even know if she died. She might still be trying to Cape Fear stuff. It always reminds I'm me of Cape uh, Fear. Doing Cape Fear. Sideshow Bob on uh, the Simpsons episode where he keeps stepping on the rakes. 
Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, kills me uh, every, t- every good time. Old, good old Lucy. HMS Pinnacle. Uh, Cronenberg, Rick and Morty. Uh, have we have we seen them again? We don't see them in the season three premiere. I don't. So think. so they do show up on the Citadel, right? But I think that's still in season one. I know that I know that we see them again, but but like like a cameo, like we don't hear them. Yeah, them it's speaking. it's not like it's not like they have a featured part. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 I would love I would love to see them them back again, and along with Cronenberg, Rick and Morty, I would also like to see a David Lynch, Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> You're just just lofting up freebies for the writers who are trying to figure out what to do right now, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I, I you know they are like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Let's bring him on to consult, <laughs> and then they're like, no, let's not massage his ego. Yeah. Definitely right. put it put it in the folder of things we'll never do. Or or yeah, these guys suck, and one guy thinks that he's way cleverer than he thinks he is. <laughs> and the other one's bald. Uh, all right, so uh, uh, you put down Gazorpians, uh, which they yeah, were they were in like the same season, so I feel like yeah. it doesn't. Like I I think I think Gazorpians are one of those things that gets thrown in the background of of certain. Like, like I think you could probably find Gazorpians if you look hard enough, but uh, I, th- I think there's like the episodes are like so close together. Yeah. It definitely feels kind of one shot. Like Gazorpians yeah. Gazor- Gazor- Field. Field is, is <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing, and I, I, <laughs> the thing, the thing they mentioned in the commentary is like, who, who's watching this? Who's watching Gazorpazorp Field? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it, is it the women who are watching it or is it, is it on TV for the men? Who's watching the Zorpazorp field? Because the men seriously are not sitting around watching TV. <laughs> and the women would just be put off by, like, Zorpazorp John. Like, Fuck so. Fuck you, John. White <laughs> piece of milk. It's toast. Ca- you know, it's probably like an interpretation from some nearby planet where they're like, if, if they had cats on that planet, this is how they would act. And they produced it in that sort of style. It, or yeah, or, or or maybe it's like just an alternate Gazorpazorp dimension where the the men didn't get so stupid and they were still that it was still the patriarchy. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, infinite timelines. You never know. <laughs> um, okay, so so those those are the, the best one shot characters that that we that we came up with. Uh, Travis, did you did you have any other off the top of your head? Uh, I mean, I really like. Uh, Doctor Xenon Bloom, um, I mean he's 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 an interesting little single cell sort of theme park run. Runner. He, he is an amoeba, so I mean he yeah. could he could survive. I think even with dynamite. Yeah, maybe, probably not. He was he was ripped to ripped to shreds by uh, whatever that particular disease was. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, some real good. I mean. Uh, Scary Terry hasn't really turned up oh, again. Oh yeah, uh, shit! Why isn't he there? Oh, Brandon, <laughs> for you, dummy, dumb. Oh, what a dumb. Yeah, no, Scary Terry, dude, hundred percent. Uh, you know, I, I maybe I, I maybe I overlook him because he's in he's in the comic that we, that we've talked about yeah. before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and actually, some of a lot of these people are in the the comics in some way, shape, or fashion. Which, yeah. by the way, on a press. Go check out Rick and Morty comics. <laughs> there you go. 
not a sponsor. That's uh, all right. Yeah, great, great one-off characters. Um, hopefully, we'll get to see some of them again uh, later. Uh, I'll I'll reserve one other guy that I'm thinking of because he's in my favorite bits segment. Uh, but bits. now now we're gonna do something that is not a hundred percent genuine, but we're going to rank our favorite episodes from, <laughs> from season one. Uh, there's some crossover, uh, but there might've been a lot more crossover uh, between your top three and my top three. If you hadn't gone, you can't copy me, Travis. <laughs> well, it, and you still kind of did. You still kind of did. I see your third bullet. Did. You piece of shit. You can't, you can't, <laughs> put, you can't double up. You cannot double up uh start up start off with your first one and just know uh unity that i wrote this one first okay go ahead travis go ahead Rixie minutes Rixie minutes 100%. yeah we're, we're we're top top one of three we're not we're not counting up from three uh that's that's my number one episode i mean easily uh of season one i think what why why is it your number one episode of season one it's I think it's one of the episodes that really got me hooked on the show. Uh, that loose improvisational feel. <laughs> I still, I still rank this episode probably in my top three of the series potentially. Um, yeah. And, and so you have that really interesting kind of craziness that's happening in interdimensional cable paired with like really deep storyline going on in the B plot. And you're really digging into some of the fundamental issues between Beth and Jerry, Summer feeling completely lost in that situation, and Morty being there to kind of reality check with Summer and be like, hey, the stuff you're going through right now is not as bad as you as it could be. I'm buried my body in the backyard right like like <laughs> there's like really deep stuff there's there's growth and and things in that episode and and it's hilarious uh so so yeah i, abs- I absolutely think uh Rixie minutes is one of my my favorite episodes i i feel like whatever i say to justify my having Rixie minutes as the top was just said by you so congratulations travis you cut thunder a, stolen. You, You're welcome. You cut a good five minutes off of this, the length of this <laughs> podcast. Uh, you, you, everything you said, absolutely correct. It's funny. It's deep. Uh, I've said before that maybe like the the Jerry Beth sub the B plot is, is you know, uh, I'm not uh, by this point in time. I was on seventieth rewatch. I, I was just kind of tired of that, mm-hmm. but. You know the the animation from them. The we've talked about the VR and and perspective and stuff like that. It's just a it's just a good episode overall. Um, but enough of that. You already talked about it all. So I'm gonna yeah. go with my number two, which is close Rick counters of the Rick kind, which is the first time that we see all of the different Ricks, all of the different Mortys. Uh, Travis lifting up the Tales from the Citadel shirt he is wearing, which is season three, not this this season. Same Citadel. That's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, and, maybe, and, and finding out maybe it is, <laughs> and finding out just you know how bureaucratic Rick's can turn out to be, and yeah. and how much our Morty might be the one true Morty, and of course finding the lore building evil Morty 
eventually President Morty. I I I think it's I think it's a, a super good episode. And when you when you have this kind of non serialized storytelling for the most part for throughout the season, and then you get to this episode, and then you're like, holy shit, this it just changed everything. Yeah, Every- yeah that 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 was a groundbreaking episode for sure. Yeah, yeah. very very good pick. Uh, so that that's that that's my number that's my number two. Travis, yeah. wh- what's what's yours? I feel like I should have put that on so I could have copied all three of them. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, I was typing one episode here as my number two, and then I didn't because uh, I got uh reprimanded by by my co-host. Uh, so so I I diverted a little bit and I I put uh Rixy business in here. Um. It's it's a good finale. I feel like uh, it's it's really interesting because uh, this is the episode where we really start to understand more about what's going on with Rick, and 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 we get to see a lot of people from Rick's past, uh, his friends, just this weird blend of like high school students <laughs> and yeah. crazy sci-fi creatures. Um, if if you could picture in your head the craziest thing that could happen at a house party uh and then add interdimensional travel to that like this is the episode for that um and and then just sort of the the b plot being the titanic thing like it seems <laughs> yeah. really it seems really like i know dan Harmon is not proud of that uh based on his discussion in the commentary but like i don't know i think i think it's just kind of funny uh how obsessed jerry is with it and then how how everything goes wrong for him uh on that trip so uh, yeah i I don't know i think it's i think it's good finale and you you see it it wraps up in a good way with with everything being frozen and it's just rick and summer and morty and and nobody else in the world matters just the (laughs) three of them yeah i love my grandkids um all right that's it for season one i i i the historical context, and we weren't there to watch the episodes when they aired, right? True. And and for a lot of these episodes, if you were a fan at this very, very start, you had to wait every single week for a new episode. And the same thing, I think, if you reach back to season three, going from uh, the episode right before Tales from the... or right before the, the finale, and then going into the finale... You thought to yourself, "This is in a this. It's an okay finale, but it's not the best finale." Based off the commentary, a lot of people, uh, Harmon and, and Royland, they talk about a lot of people weren't okay with this being the finale because right after uh, Closer Counters, it went to a non-serialized tale all of a sudden, and it's just yeah, yeah. inconsequential. Hey, we're all partying, and oh, he's depressed. Okay, but that had nothing to do. Where's where'd Evil Morty go? And uh, so we don't, we don't have that kind of anticipation in between weeks to kind of judge how how it feels. So I I think, I think that's interesting, but me watching, just binging, I, I, I love Rixie business. And and I almost put that as my last one, but you put it first. So I was like, no, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be accused of. If we had just made like a top five, (laughs) we'd be in business, a mutual top five. Rixie business. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, uh, it is a great, what's, it what's is a great num- episode. What's your number two, Brandon? Oh, my, my number two was Closer Counters. 
So let's go into the third one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, since yeah. you lost count of Sorry. what you're trying to copy. So sleepy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, all right. You're, what? You're... Give me your number three. That It's certainly an episode that isn't in my top three, <laughs> Brandon. I'm going to screenshot this. My number three is Anatomy Park. Do, 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 do. That's not the music, even to Jurassic Park. That's stupid. John Williams. Where are you, John Williams, when I need you? Uh, Come yeah, on, John. Anatomy, Play the song. <laughs> Anatomy Park. Yeah, this is one of one of the first episodes I remember. And the <laughs> immediately being like, this is such a... St- a stupid concept i'll say <laughs> i'll say stupid but it's so stupid that it works perfectly <sighs> like there's there's an amoeba wandering around <laughs> he's a doctor <laughs> that's like it's so absurd <laughs> the fact that this is on your list and not my list is because <laughs> i didn't think of this episode first i thought of risky minutes first right like but I think this this is a tough contender for like one of my favorite episodes of the season because things I love include Jurassic Park. <laughs> it was like one of my favorite movies as a kid. Uh, theme parks in general, period. Yes. Like, right. I, I'm I was obsessed with Disneyland and all of the like theme park type references that exist in this just crack me up every time I watch it. Uh, and then you just throw that all into like a dying homeless man with, with every disease imaginable. And it's, it's just an outstanding episode. And to think that this is like their Christmas episode, it just, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've got feet. We've got feet <laughs> on the West coast. And I can't wait yeah. to see, or I wonder how they're hanging out in the call, uh, Rockies. In the Rocky Mountains. I uh, messed that. Boffed it up. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, all right. Oh, great, great, great pick of Anatomy Park. That, yeah, that's gonna, the, that episode leads into my eventual favorite bits, but y- what you actually put down, not Anatomy Park, you put yeah, the third episode. I threw M. Night Shemalians in there. Um the the twists are great. The the virtual world is great. Uh, I love pretty much everything that happens on Jerry's side of the story after they <laughs> uh, lower the computing power to like minimal processes only, and he's listening to human music and seeing the same three characters over and over again. His boss that goes, yes, yes, like that's that should be in my favorite bits because I use that at work all the time. My man. Um, yeah so uh yeah i i would say m night shamalians is another another top pick for me that is that is it is a solid pick and i and i enjoy it it's just it's just not in my top three yeah it's not in my top three. it's contentious yeah they're all great we love we love all these children <laughs> the same okay well so th- those those are those are our top three episodes let us know what your top three episodes are send them to us on twitter email etc et uh, or, or Twitch, if you're but if you're watching, do. please do. If you're watching right now, <laughs> send us your top three. Uh, let's move on to our favorite bits of the season, and and these these favorite bits, we 100 admit we there's so many bits out there, and we we threw these together slapdash, just what came off the top of our head, and the, and I, I I feel like for me 
the way for me to like look back at season one and think of favorite bits isn't to go through every episode and like write down, oh, I really like that one and then like yeah. cross stuff out. For me, it's the stuff that I find myself repeating almost without even thinking about the fact that it's a Rick and Morty thing anymore. Like it's just become ingrained <laughs> into my vocabulary or things like that. So yeah. Uh so so the first thing that I put is totes malotes. Uh, because just the way that Rick says that, um, it, that's the way I say that now. Uh, and some people really dislike it, but I, I (laughs) say it all the time. Uh, yeah, I, I hear you. And I had a similar way of, of going for a few things. I I thought about like, Oh, what do I, what do I reference or what do I, what do I quote out of the, the series? And, so one of them is something I do, and at, and at this point in time in my life, I don't know if I used to do this or not, or if it's just something I do now because of Rick and Morty. But if I'm interacting with people and I'm being rambunctious or just being silly, I'll just be like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> And uh, I think I think the pitch of that has changed. Yeah, I think you probably did something like that before, but it didn't have the same like me like, seeks to it. Yeah, it, it didn't have the it. it didn't have that to it before. <laughs> but now, but now it does. Uh, so it, it, it's just it's just something that 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 stuck with me. My man, say say it. Uh, yes, my man. Yes. Uh, so those, those two things are two big parts of what I got from the season. Yeah. What what else? Uh, I, this was my way of getting around the fact that you took anatomy park from me, but pirates (laughs) of the pancreas. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that, that, that entire running gag throughout the episode just cracks me up every time I watch it. Imagineer Alejandro. That's right. So I was thinking what, what, uh, what does the pancreas do? It produces insulin. Does it? Does it make pirates? No. Uh, <laughs> you you wrote, you wrote down here uh, slow Mobius from Rixie yes. Business uh, because anytime it is loosely applicable, I will often say, "I'm just trying to show off my powers, bro." <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, on those along those lines. Let me just talk about my use of bro, and I, and I and I feel like a lot in maybe maybe even just like the last month and a half. I feel I say bro a lot. <laughs> a couple worker uh, yesterday at, at work and Thursday, I was interrupting somebody over and over again <laughs> to say like, "Come on, bro, come on, you can do this, bro. You and me, bro." No, let's not have a meeting, bro. Just over and over again. I I, I haven't used bro so much in my life. <laughs> I mean, this show has had such an influence on my life that I now spell bro with an H yeah. uh, when typing it out. Yes. Like, it's, you know, it's a life-changing type of thing. Don't even trip, dog. <laughs> don't, even, don't even trip. Dog and bro. Those are the two bro. pronouns. Toads Malote. Anyway. Uh, what, what else you got on here? Okay, so the the... the all of interdimensional cable, obviously, those are those are favorite bits of mine. Uh, because I rewatched Anatomy Park <laughs> tonight, uh, we had to discuss this discussion very very briefly during Anatomy Park. 
that that's Rob Schraub. That that's his face. But was it his yeah. voice? Watching Harmontown, watching this episode. Oh yeah, it's it's Rob Schraub. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. <laughs> he talks about like horror movies, and he talks about things that I think about all the time. And I'm like, this. He is my best friend, <laughs> and he's and he's a lot like you because he's bald. And no. there's a guy who I work That's with that looks exactly like Rob Schraub. And I want to say to that guy all the time, like, hey, Dave, you look like Rob Schraub. And I expect him to say, I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, that, that means nothing to me. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So and, and the, uh, la- the last the last thing is I was talking to my friend who got me into the show. Good old Zach Skiba. I was playing Seven Days to Die with him last night. Yeah, uh, FYI. Yeah. And and we were just cracking up doing zombie stuff, and I was running away from a zombie, and I was like, uh, "I'm running, uh, run, uh, look at me, I'm running." <laughs> and him and I started to start cracking up because it's from uh, interdimensional cable with the the thief who's running away from baby legs. <laughs> when baby legs starts running, this is what I make cooling. when I'm running. I learned a learned a powerful lesson today. <laughs> uh, uh, so good, so good. Those, I mean, it's we could run another hour through some good. of my favorite moments from the season. Oh, it's a, it's uh, an hour and a half. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Hey. Uh, I don't know. I hopefully this was a fun look back at, at season one for for everybody that's listening. Uh, and if it wasn't, send us more questions next time. <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not blaming you, Unity. I'm just saying, like. We want to know. We want to know your thoughts. It's, we're just, we're just saying, know. yeah. We we want to make the show that's right for you. Uh, I'm happy that we went back and took the time and actually looked at season one, uh, and I, I think it gives us a good frame of reference as as we move forward through this break, and 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 we will be moving into season two, and that's that is something we really have not gotten into much on this podcast. Is season two? We we started to explore season one before. Uh, season three started like early in the history of this podcast, but uh, I'm interested to see uh, what changes in season two. And now that we've gone episode by episode, kind of have this, this foundation and, and see like what, what we noticed differently in season two. So uh, this is, this is pretty cool. Pretty, pretty excited. We did this and yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for taking the journey with us, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. In, and one hundred percent honesty here, I, I didn't think that this episode was gonna last this long. I didn't I didn't think we we're gonna get past forty five minutes of talking about uh season one because because we had gone through every single episode talking about every single episode. They were like, Well, I mean, what are we gonna what are we gonna cover? How are we gonna are we just gonna rehash all these extra points? But the fact that we are rehashing points and, and talking about maybe new some new points, uh, has is really um just emphasized how much we appreciate the, this, this season. Um, absolutely. So, so, you know, next time hop on Twitch, send us, send us questions. And, and we, we appreciate you listening. And because we appreciate you listening, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about some other stuff. Some listener suggestions and short outs, Brandon. That's right. Ooh. Yeah. No music, no music for this one. It just feels, it feels, it also feels weird because we didn't do, 
<laughs> we also didn't do Blood Dome Battle League this week. We didn't. Because so, we, we're, we're on a break. We're on a break. That's throwing it off. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's, that's, I think, where that thing feels yeah, yeah. weird. Uh, uh, but, yeah, we, we do have a few things to talk about in Listener Suggestions this week. Listener Suggestions. <laughs> Listener Suggestions. Yeah, send your music in, people, please. I beg of you. Uh, Wait, that's the right. one thing I did produce for the show. You no, it was, fudge. it was good. I like it, Brandon. <laughs> Shut up. I rock out every time you play it. Uh, new new patrons over on Patreon. Big thanks to the folks over at Blazing Caribou uh, for supporting the show. And uh, yeah, we've we've done a few episodes uh, of theirs, and and they're they're showing us the love over on Patreon. So thank you so much for that. Uh, thank you to everybody watching live right now on Twitch. Yeah, I'll... if this is if this is something that you want us to do more often, we'll do uh, it. Let us know if if this is something you think that uh, should become a staple of of the podcast. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Send it, send us a comment. Let us know. Type it in. Type it in chat. Uh, also. Uh, over on Facebook, Brandon, you 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 posted some sweet pics. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, special shout out to Mister Jonathan Leffler. He he sent us a post on Facebook. He had a Rick and Morty themed party, and he had this he had this pretty bitchin' looking uh, Rick and Morty themed spread. And so he had he had some pop tarts out there. He had uh, the the nuggets with a Szechuan sauce. He had turbulent juice real turbulent power in a world where uh, okay um and and then he had and this is what i want to know i want to know what he did for eye holes because he had the eye holes out there they yeah like i don't know if those were like donut holes that yeah. he like carved up and like put like goop in but they, or what they, but they, they looked they looked delicious they're pretty spot on yeah uh and, and so they're they're in kind of an arc and they had the, the, the pictures in front of each one of them and uh yeah uh we posted on on twitter we posted on facebook go look at go look at it for ideas and jonathan if you're listening please let me know what the recipe was for those <laughs> eye holes <laughs> those are my eye holes it's a squanchy party it, uh yeah. Um, anything? Anything else to to short out here, Brandon? No, no. The well, I, I whenever somebody asks me like, "Do you have anything else to say?" I always say, "No, no, 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 no." Here's what I want to say. I always start <laughs> with a "No, no, no, no." It's a California thing. It's like, "No, yeah, 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 yeah." No, no, no. Um, what I want to say is, so this is this is a season one recap. We did season one. We want to get into season two. We're probably not going to actually start season two and till august i'm thinking uh yeah we probably got about a month before we start getting back into episode recaps yes uh the goal is to get a couple of interviews over the next couple of episodes um we have zen monkey studios i think on on, on the schedule yes the the cool the good folks that make this awesome license sure oh yeah these pins with like evil morty oh yeah like blips and rick hanging out and things like that um yeah we're going to talk to them a little bit about that so make sure to if you have questions about merchandising or, or like what what like makes a good shirt yeah, or whatever what, what, like what, or, what goes into licensing what goes into uh just maybe even like we can get into the legal aspects of what's knockoff oh, yeah, and what's a, real let's do a hardcore legal podcast Brandon. <laughs> that sounds sweet. We'll, we'll bring in a lawyer 
to talk about uh, <laughs> copyright <laughs> law and oh yeah, just a mm. just a you know really enhance that discussion. Yeah. Um. And then and then we then we have a another artist who worked on the show. We were planning on talking to her. She helped us out with the April Fools episode. So, um, I don't want I don't want to I don't want to say her name because if. She, if for some reason like we screw up and then she's like, I don't want to do this with you guys because you're pieces of shit. Like I don't want to, I don't want to say her name and then have to have associated her with that. So, uh, but okay. yeah, hopefully Sabrina will come on the show and we'll we'll talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be yeah, good. as she does her Matt uh, graining uh, show now that she's working on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so a couple interviews. If you have if you have questions about animation, like like we've had a writer on, we've had like a, a director on yeah. uh, i'm excited to talk about animation i'm excited to talk about developing characters and things like that so if you have questions about the the art side of, of developing these episodes send us those questions so that we can include those on that interview and uh yeah that's that's it for season one it's in the books it's and that's it's the done. way the news goes i, I want to let you know i accidentally pressed that button perfect that was, i it, accidentally it was, perfectly press that button one of those happy accidents all right uh <laughs> that's it for this episode thank you so much for listening and until next time i'm travis and i am brandon we'll see you next time thank you so much 